This is a Federal News Network podcast. Contractors are happy to see two procurement rule changes, one for civilian agencies and one for defense. They sharply limit the government's use of lowest-price, technically acceptable deals in services acquisitions. Both changes were mandated by law, but they took a while. Here with his take, Alan Chavotkin, Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. Alan, good to have you back. Tom, it's always a pleasure. First, just last week, there was a proposed FAR uh, update in the Federal Register for Civilian Agencies, and PSC has comments. What's the rule all about, and what do you think about it? Well, we're very pleased to see the rule uh, come out. This was in response to uh, legislation included in last year's National Defense Authorization Act that directed civilian agencies to also restrict the use of lowest price, technically acceptable source selection processes uh, when they don't make any sense. And the statute and this proposed rule lay out a set of uh, attributes and criteria uh, to, for agencies to evaluate to determine uh, when it makes sense to use LPTA and when not. Uh, they've asked for comments uh, through December 2nd. Um, we've distributed this uh, to our PSC member companies, and uh, I'm confident that we'll have some comments. But generally favorable because I think the rule is a pretty straightforward implementation of the statute, and then the real question will come after this rule is finalized, will it change any behaviors? Uh, and that's why the companion piece uh, about a GAO report that was issued on September 26th is uh, is also important and directly relevant to this uh, discussion as well. Well, when I look at lowest price technically acceptable, the plain English of it, it reminds me of the idea of supply chain security. And here's what I mean. What all of the defense acquisition officials are saying is that cybersecurity of the supply chain will not be a differentiator. It will be table stakes. We won't even let you bid unless you reach certain minimum requirements on security of your supply chain and of your products. When I see lowest price technically acceptable, it would seem technically acceptable is the same as table stakes. And so to me, it's just lowest price. Well, that's right. And we've often talked that this is really a TALP rather than an LPTA. That is, most agencies, uh, when they choose that method of source selection, start with technical acceptability. You want to make sure that you that table stakes, as you suggest, and then move on to once they find a universe of companies that are technically acceptable, then look to see who has the lowest price. And at the Professional Services Council, we've never said that LPTA is wrong or never appropriate. Uh, what we have highlighted and what I think this legislation and the proposed rule highlights is that it is inappropriate when you're looking to buy services or particularly when you're looking to buy solutions versus uh, commodities or, uh, or, or products. I don't mean to minimize the capability and products, but there the government can really describe with some degree of particularity what it wants, and maybe the only differentiator is price. And that's perfectly appropriate. In the services and solutions area, rarely is price the key issue. It really is a capability, and there it's harder to find that minimum denominator uh, against which you then go to look for price. And as you point out, too, there is one thing to have something in a statute and then expressed in the FAR. It's quite another thing to change the behavior of contracting officers. Well, and that's that's where all of these legislative provisions and all of the regulatory provisions um, really come home to roost. It is what is the implementation plan, how much do the uh, uh, 
senior leaders in the Department uh, of Defense or in the civilian agencies, in the case of this FAR rule, uh, really pushed uh, on the implementation. And uh, even the uh, recent uh, Government Accountability Office report highlighted that while DOD is the principal user of uh, LPTA, uh, there's still lots of activities taking place in the civilian agencies. And again, it's not that there's the more is bad and less is good. Uh, if it's used in the right way, uh, we will have we would have no concerns about that. Uh, but we see too many examples of where it is misused or misapplied. We're speaking with Alan Chavotkin, Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. And let's turn to the new final DOD federal acquisition, the DFAR regulation. And this dates back to 17 and 18 NDAAs. And you've said it does. that sometimes they're a little bit slow in getting around to implementing laws. Sounds like they've finally got it done. Well, they did. There was a proposed rule issued last year. Uh, we commented on it, and uh, sometimes rules take a little bit longer to to move through the process. Um, there's a little bit more complicated regulatory process uh, that the Trump administration has imposed on all rules, not just on procurement rules. So there's a few more uh, uh, hurdles to clear before rules can be published, either for proposed rules or final. Nevertheless, the final rule is out. We're glad to see that final rule out. Uh, we had some comments on ways to improve it. Unfortunately, the final rule uh, made no change from the proposed rule, but the proposed rule and now this final rule are a pretty close adherence to what the statutory provisions are. Uh, I don't think if that was going to be their end product, they didn't have to wait two years to get to that point. Uh, but it's okay. Uh, we have it. And again, we're going to be watching how senior leaders uh, communicate to the workforce about uh, the implementation of this rule, and we'll be watching how uh, the buying activities in the Department of Defense uh, are adhered to it. Again, not right or wrong on LPTA. If the circumstances are correct, we're going to be watching how it's applied in individual circumstances. And in the meantime, since these laws were promulgated and before the rules became final, was there any evidence that LPTA was being used more carefully, or did, did it just sail on as if nothing had changed? Well, it seems like there, was, uh, there wasn't as much attention to it. And as the, the recent, as the September uh, GAO report pointed out, when they went back and had done prior reports, uh, they also saw a significant use in LPTA in areas where um, – DOD policy for a long time, dating back to uh, Frank Kendall uh, memos from uh, four or five years ago, uh, had that same restriction, the limitation on the use. And uh, I guess a lot of people in the Department of Defense uh, didn't read Frank Kendall memos. So maybe now that it's in the acquisition regulations, more people will read it and, uh, and comply. Well, I guess Frank will be happy whether whether they read his memo or not, but the job is being done. If the job is being done, and uh, there's no question there's a lot of work to do, but we've, laid the, we've now laid a solid regulatory foundation. There's still some differences between the civilian agency rule and the DOD rule, 
primarily because the statutes are a little different. After two years' worth of uh, waiting for the DOD rule, when Congress enacted the civilian agencies, they wanted to, they added a couple of additional areas of, of attention that they thought was uh, inappropriate for the use of LPTA. Those are reflected in the FAR rule for civilian agencies, uh, but they were not in the statute for DOD, and DOD declined to adopt them. Uh, even though by the time this rule went final, they were well aware of both the statute as well as OMB's direction in writing the civilian agencies. So we'll try to get some reconciliation and have uh, one rule government-wide to make it easier for for both uh, contracting officers, for buying activities, and for vendors. Uh, That'll be our, our next project, I guess. Sure. So not quite a stake in the heart of LPTA, but it's a little bit more in its cage. And I guess here's a off-the-wall question. Do you think these new rules will drive more buying folks to look at other transaction authorities so they get around the whole FAR LPTA thing in the first place? I don't think so. The, the kinds of work that should be used for other transactions, uh, other, uh, other transaction vehicles, are not the kind that you would, even in the routine, either for LPTA when it's used properly, uh, or even in the, the bulk of the services and solutions uh, area. The other transactions should be used primarily in the prototyping and the development, uh, then leading on to production. So uh, right now, I don't see it if, uh, if L- I'm sorry, if the OT process continues to grow, uh, then certainly more and more procurements are going to be covered by those uh, vehicles, and we'll have to watch that uh, growth as well. Alan Javotkin is Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. As always, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. We'll post this interview along with the links to some of the uh, rules and some of the PS Council's releases at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.